taking us next. We're going to spend a few minutes in Ephesians chapter 5 tonight, so if you want to go ahead and head that way. I want to um, point something out to you first, that um, on the back of the, the sheet that you got on the way in, it says, using your gifts at the ring. One of the things we talked about last week is, you know, okay, we've been talking about spiritual gifts. How do you figure out exactly how you're gifted? And um, one of the things that I brought up was the fact about considering our church and considering the opportunities that are there. And um, so I uh, kind of raced through a list last week, and I wanted just to take a few minutes to kind of explain uh, what I was talking about on, on some of these. Um, because if you really are serious about figuring out how you're gifted and you're wanting to, you know, uh, begin to to try and use some of your gifts, then you need to kind of know what the options are beyond just a list on a website. And so uh, let me just take just a second and explain some of these things. Um, community groups, we have uh, groups that meet on Monday and Tuesday nights in people's homes all over, uh, literally all over uh, this parish and expanding into other parishes. Uh, if you look at us on a map, it's kind of cool because, I don't know, we're everywhere. Um, and these groups are, uh, they're discussion-based Bible studies, um, and uh, they are in, intentionally written by us. Um, we're not ordering from, you know, uh, Lifeway or wherever, uh, which is, Lifeway's fine, it's just not the, the path that we feel like God has us on. And so um, we have discussions that connect from week to week. We write them in three-week segments. The middle week, it's like uh, guys and girls, you know, kind of deal, and um, and so the reason why, like, I mean, these groups are, they are the backbone of what we do. And we ask everyone who is, is a covenant member of the church to be a part of a community group because we believe that this is where real, like, real life change happens in smaller groups. Um, and so as great as a gathering like this would be where we'll have 150 people, um, the real nuts and bolts of life happen when you're sitting around somebody's living room and uh, you've just had the worst day ever or you've had the best day ever or you're facing you know, whatever. Um, and that's where, uh, that's where, where things really begin to, to click. And this is like, those are the perfect place, uh, perfect places for gifts to come out in people. And we talk about, you know, I've used several examples, uh, within a community group, whenever something happens and the way different people respond to it, I mean, that is, uh, just being a part of a group, signing up, showing up every week, and contributing to what the group does, your gifts are going to come out in that context. And so that's why it's at the top of the list, um, and that's why we put a lot of emphasis on it. Um, but there are um, some other ways beyond uh, just being a part of, of a group um, where you can use your gifts. If you feel like, um, like we didn't really talk about the gift of hospitality, but that is um, considered by a lot of people to be a spiritual gift. Um, not just being like, you know, hey, this person's awesome at cupcake making, you know, not, not like just that, but 
hospitality, like, you know, people who, they just connect really quickly with people that they don't know. Um, there's, some people are just really gifted at that. Now, we're all supposed to be trying to connect with people we don't know, all right? So that's, again, don't chalk it up to, well, that's not my gift, so I can just sit here and never talk to people except the people I live with or talk to eight times a day already. Um, you know, there needs to be some interactive, you know, whatever, but some people, they're just wired up that way. You know, they can connect with a brick wall. It's just amazing. Um, or, um, you know, some would, would say the gift of, gift of hospitality has a lot to do with where you live. People who are always having people over for dinner, um, their home is just like completely open all the time. And when you go and you have dinner there, there's just something peaceful about it. You know, like it's like you leave fed in every area of life. You know, there's just something, something about like those safe havens that are in certain people's homes and stuff. Um, well, if, if that's the way you're kind of wired up, when it comes to a community group, like you can volunteer to host one. You can volunteer to host a hangout night, you know. You can be the one who brings cupcakes every week, and I love that person. Um, they're needed, you know. You could be the one that's like, hey, you know what would make this even better? Some Diet Coke. Um, you could be that person who initiates some of that stuff. Um, you just need to tell your leader, like, hey, I have an idea. Um, that's, I mean, that seems like such a simple thing, but it's really, I mean, that's, that's using your gifts, you know. Um, if... Uh, when something happens in someone's life, somebody has a baby, someone has a death in the family, someone has, you know, great things and terrible things, and sometimes it's time to, like, get a feeding chart going, you know, um, maybe you just tell your group leader, like, hey, if ever we have to have, like, organized, like, food time, like, I'm the ultimate organizer. Um, trust me, your group leaders need to know who you are because some of the group leaders are not equipped that way, and they're trying to make it happen, and it doesn't really work. But if you just make yourself available, then... You're using your gift, and they're not trying to force something that's not a good fit for them. Um, and then for people who feel like they're gifted in teaching and stuff like that, um, we don't have like a, a setup with our small groups where we're like, who wants to be a small group leader? Come on. Um, that's not really how we, how we work. But if you feel like that might be one of, of your gifts, a community group is a great time to be able to use that because from time to time, your group leaders have to miss and they're always looking for people that can pinch hit for them, you know. Um, or maybe, like, maybe split up the material one week and let you teach a little bit and kind of see how it goes. Maybe you think you're gifted that way and you're not. You will learn really quickly in a group of 12 of your peers. Um, and they will tell you with their eyes. Um, but that is, like, just making yourself available to your leaders, telling them, hey, this is kind of how I think I'm wired up, and so if ever I can help serve this group and serve you in any way, then let me know. Uh, we don't want to stifle those gifts in people. We don't want you to sit there and be like, I, like, I really think that, that God has wired me up like, to, to teach and to facilitate those things, and for you to sit back and be frustrated because, um, because all of our slots are filled. filled okay? Um, that's, that's not how it works. And so we need you to communicate with your leaders and then with, with the staff and, like, let's figure out what, you know, how things can work. There's a million examples I can come up with related to community groups um, where there are opportunities for you to begin to use your gifts. Um, so that's why that's first top of the list. Um, the membership class, uh, we have a membership class coming up. The date is on the other side. Um, we do a covenant membership deal. There's a process that you go through. Um, this is a time where um, whoever wants to go through it will sit down with, with me and the elders, and 
we'll just talk about how we're put together, how we got to this point, um, what it means to be a covenant member of a church, why we don't do a fill out this card, and you know, all in favor say aye, kind of membership process, um, what's expected of the members, what the members can expect of the staff and the elders, you know, just a lot of dialogue. Um, but that is like through that process, gift discovery uh, just kind of happens. Because one of the things we do at the end of the process is we sit down, you sit down with an elder, and you tell them, this is kind of how I'm put together. And the elder says, all right, well, let's, let's see how we can plug you into different parts of the church so you can begin to, to use your gifts and function the way you were designed to be function. Uh, wait, function. You got to pause for the edit on the podcast. Um, so that you can begin to function the way that, that God intends you to function. Um, so the membership class is, is a huge one. Uh, kids community group. Um, I, I know that there are people who, who feel led to work with like our elementary age kids and that kind of stuff, but you're, you might kind of be like, well, I don't really want to like commit because once you commit, like you're committed and I don't really even know what it's about or whatever. If you think that might be an area where God's calling you, um, it's real easy for you to just sit in on one of their community group times and see what it's all about. It'd be it would be much more beneficial to sit down and have a conversation and let's talk about it a little bit than you just sit there and, and um, ignore this gift that you have of working with kids and teaching kids and investing in them and coming alongside parents and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you just want to, like, check it out, uh, we don't have, like, one of those, like, one-way glass things where you can observe from, like, an observation deck, but we can put you in there for one week and let you get in there and, and have fun with them and stuff and really let you see what it's all about. No problem. Don't sit there and get frustrated by that because you're not using it. Um, ministry to the homeless. We have a team that goes to uh, shelters and um, goes out and does breakfast randomly out on the streets. Um, every, every spiritual gift I can think of, every um, manifestation of the Spirit of God, everything about Jesus that needs to come out for people to see happens in those contexts. That's where you see compassion, that's where you see justice, that's where you see mercy, that's where you see faithfulness, that's where you see love. I mean, everything about God comes out when, when you go into those, those shelters. It, it is a breeding ground for spiritual gifts. It's amazing. Um, you want to know how you're gifted? I, I dare you to jump in on one of those, those times, and you will find out really, really quickly. Um, it, is, it is awesome. And... Um, this is not, it's not like an organized team. There's not like a team captain and all this kind of stuff, whatever. It's like, this is where we're going. Everybody shows up. It's like, it's, it's awesome. Um, but this is a place where you can jump in and see how you're gifted. Um, all you got to do is let Matt know and you get on the email list and you find out where they're going and you show up. Um, college ministry, we've got uh, this university around us where there's like 30-something thousand people and uh, quite a few of them come through our doors. And um, most of them uh, will check out a lot of churches around town. And one thing that you hear a lot from college students is, yeah, I went and visited this church and nobody talked to me. Um, I think that that should be like the last thing on their list of reasons why they don't go back to a church. You know? I, would, I would love for a college student to, to say, hey, I came to the ring Sunday night. And I don't know that it's like the place God's leading me, but everybody was so kind to me. They were so welcoming, and they, you know, like it was just so great. I, you know, I would love for that to be the case instead of the other way around. You know, college ministry is easy to invest in. You just talk to them. 
You don't have to freak them out. You don't have to, like, offer to wash their clothes or, like, do anything oogie like that, you know? Like, you can just talk to them. If they need their clothes washed, then, you know, maybe that's down the road. That's not like an icebreaker. Um, but uh, college students are awesome, and they're just, they're like, hey, what's your name? This is my name. Oh, there you go. There you, that's college ministry right there. Just talk. All you got to do is talk. But for some reason, we don't like to talk and whatever. But this is a place where you can use your gifts. I mean, like, it's just relational. Golly, it's awesome. Love it. Set up teams. If you are, like, you want to just serve, you want to get things done, you want to, like, be behind the scenes, we have teams that show up at 4.30 on Sundays, and they set up all these things, and they make sure everything's where it needs to be. And then at the end of the night, they pick it all up. And uh, it's funny how, like, I think, I think we kind of get deceived into thinking that, like, everything just happens, you know, like, you show up, like, everything's automatically done, and it's cool to watch, um, like, like, myself, like, the older I got, the more I began to realize, like, man, people, people show up and do all this ahead of time, and then when we leave, somebody comes behind us and cleans up, you know, and um, that's the way, like, that's the way things like this work. When we do a day in the park, somebody gets there early, early in the morning and stakes out the, the, the spot and puts all the stuff out there, and then somebody stays after and cleans up. But we have setup teams that do that here on Sunday. If you love to be behind the scenes and you love to just serve and you think that's, this is like something for you, we're trying to add more teams because the more teams we have, the further spread out you are in the rotation. Right now we have four teams. It would be awesome to have six or seven. Um, we're trying to add more. All you got to do is tell us you want to be on one. Um, great place to use your gifts. Um, the nursery, I mean, come on. Do I need to say more about the nursery? Like, it is, it is ideal you're serving kids and you're serving the parents at the same time by simply being a part of a rotation that happens like every seven or eight weeks and I know you know there's always the debate about oh I, you know I just love I hate to miss what's going on in here but if you look at it if you look at it from a like body of Christ perspective and from a big picture perspective um, what's going on over there in that corner is just as important maybe maybe more important than what happens in here and so to be a part of that rotation, you don't have to have this magical spiritual gift of nursery. Like, you just need to be willing, and uh, we'll put you to work, and it is rewarding. And so that's a place to use your gifts. Uh, the prayer team, like I said earlier, there are, are prayer requests. I mean, this group literally gets an email with, like, bullet point prayer requests on it, and they just pray. That's it. Completely behind the scenes. Um, and, but, like, what a blessing to be able to, to just be a part of a, of a faceless group that helps people be reassured that you're not walking through this stuff alone this week. Um, you want to be a part of that team? You let me know. I mean, that's, that's how we do stuff. The husbands and the wives, uh, last Wednesday of the month, the husbands meet. First Saturday of the month, the wives meet. This is, a, a, again, another breeding ground for spiritual gifts as we walk through life together. There's a question mark because there's other things that haven't been created yet. Um, we didn't always have a homeless ministry outreach team. The way that happened is there's, we just, like, there's a lot of people who really like, want to go to the shelters and get out there and, and really make a difference. Let's put them all together and send them out and see what happens. Well, there's other teams just waiting to be formed. Um, I, want, I want us to make sure as a church that we're always creating um, this kind of ethos where... Um, where you feel like, like your gifts are able to be fanned into flame. There's nothing more frustrating than to sit back and, and say, 
every way that I'm gifted is completely snuffed out by my church because they're so limited in their structure. Um, I heard a sermon one time about, uh, it was like comparing like churches to bonsai trees. Uh, it was brilliant. And, um, but apparently like bonsai trees are like actual like normal trees. Like, like they would grow to be like big, but you intentionally like prune them strategically to keep them small and, and cute. Um, and this sermon was talking about how that's what, that's what a lot of churches do is um, like, like on a bonsai tree, if there's new growth, you immediately snip it. You, you cut it off. Like you, you keep it small on purpose. And if we're a small church forever, that's fine, but I don't ever want it to be because we're constantly stifling people with giftings, you know. And so uh, that's why I wanted to run through this list and kind of make sure that everybody kind of sees, hopefully, opportunities that are out there, and we want to continue to create more. Um, so... Uh, Pray about that. Look at that list and see if there's something you need to jump into or if there's something you're already involved in, like a community group, where your involvement can be deeper and go beyond that. So um, thanks for giving me a few minutes to do that. Uh, I just feel like that was important. Um, Ephesians 5, verse 18, um, involves something that I was going to talk about during the Spiritual Gifts series, and I'm just... um, I'm just not even going to talk about what I was going to talk about, but the verse wouldn't, I just couldn't shake it off. And uh, so the more I chased it, it just kind of became evident uh, to me that it was for tonight and just the few minutes that we'll have together to talk about it. Look at, look at verse 18 in chapter 5. It says, And do not get drunk with wine. The end. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. Did I say that right? Debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything. To God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. It talks about being filled with the Spirit. That was the part I was going to kind of talk about during the spiritual gifts time and kind of what that means. We're still going to kind of talk about it, but maybe a little bit differently. If you look at verse 18, it has a pretty basic structure to it. Um, he says, don't do this because it leads to this. You should do this because it leads to this. All right? So it says, don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. Okay? Being, being drunk with wine leads to sin. All right? Filling yourself with something that is not God leads to sin. His example would be wine. And... Um, this sermon is not about, is it okay to drink? So if that's what you want me to answer, too bad. Um, what this is saying is, if you are drunk with wine, then you are not being controlled by the Spirit of God. You're being controlled by the wine. You're saying, don't get drunk. Because that leads to sin. Be filled with the Spirit. 
Because that leads to, and you look at 19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, which I don't really understand. It sounds a little like high school musical-ish or, or whatever if you read it literally. But, but, but maybe, maybe like, like click like up a little bit on the map and look at it. When you fill yourself with the Spirit, it affects the way that we speak to one another. And I think we've all experienced that before. Um, then it says, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. I think we've been there too. When your heart's just, I don't know, it's just driven with this love and adoration for God. I mean, that's just, I don't know. So it's affecting your horizontal relationships and your vertical relationships. Verse 20, giving thanks always and for everything. That thankfulness that uh, I think a lot of times we, we lack, you know, just that gratitude to the Lord for what he's done. So that's what being filled with the Spirit leads to, and being filled with the not, or being filled with not the Spirit leads to bad stuff. And there's so many, so many practical applications for that verse, you know, for that concept. Because there are so many things that we fill our lives with, right? Maybe for some it is, it is alcohol, you know. Maybe for some it is a, a substance abuse issue where we're, we're filled with that to the point where we're no longer being controlled by the Spirit. We're being controlled by something else. Um, but there are a lot of other, other ways to apply that verse. I mean, a lot of times we are, we're filled with um, maybe, maybe sports, yeah, I said it. You know, that there are, are people who have, like, this uncanny knowledge of, like, the statistics for, like, the starters on the defensive line uh, for the Tigers this fall. Um, they know how tall they are. They know how much they weigh. They know where they're from. They know how fast they run the 40 in. They know uh, where they're drafted. They know, um, I mean, they know all this stuff but yet struggle to navigate around God's Word, you know. That sometimes I think sports or, you know, whatever can be one of those things that we are, we're so filled with that we're not filled with the Spirit of God. Um, Hobbies can can get that way um, very easily. I think that, like, television could be one of those things that we spend, I mean, I, I just keep picking on guys, I guess, but like, I mean, what is it about Sports Center that you can watch like the same one again, as if there's going to be something new in it, and there's not? Um, I, I don't know what it is, but I mean, there's very easy for like simple things like that, any entertainment, video games, whatever, that we're so filled with that that it controls us to a degree, that it maybe leads to other things. Um, maybe, uh, maybe it's like materialism for us, you know, maybe it's stuff, um, maybe it's, you know, hitting all the latest sales or buying, you know, more stuff. I always, I hate to make fun of females because, because it's more fun to make fun of guys, but, um, I, you know, with females, it's so like just funny to watch them like, uh, I don't know, like. Some girl walks up and like the other girl like gives her like the like was like a up down or whatever once over whatever you call it you know, 
like like head to toe, and she remembers everything that she had on, you know, and like that's weird to me. I don't really understand that, but uh, but I think that that is like a a small indication of maybe this greater problem that for some reason like clothing and how you look and all this stuff that's fed by TV or magazines or movies or whatever, um, all these things that you're are, are constantly going into us a lot of times lead to like really just bad stuff. I mean, you could come up with all kind of examples. Um, but really the principle is always the same. That when we're filling our lives, right, our minds, our hearts, however you want to look at it, when we're filling our lives with things that are not God, it's, it's going to lead to bad stuff. It's ultimately going to uh, destroy us. So his example is wine. Maybe yours is something else. But he says, don't do this, but do this. And that's really, that's really where, where we need to, to drive and where we need to focus. Um, because we can sit here all day long and talk about all the problems of society and all the issues that we have and the things that um, need to change about us or whatever. But boy, you got to know that there's a solution that's there. And the solution is be filled with the Spirit. And... Um, so he says, be filled with the Spirit, and then at least all these things. So pretty much everything that you, you really want to see your life become is uh, what happens when you're filled with the Spirit, at least all, everything you want your life to be. And everything that you don't want your life to be happens when you are filling your life with something that is not the Spirit. So what does being filled with the Spirit really mean? All right, I'm definitely not a Greek scholar, okay? So don't, uh, don't ask me anything about except this one word. Okay. This is, I'm an expert on this one word. Um, not really. But um, I do have a book that talks about it. And this is what it said. Um, it says, be filled. One thing is it's, uh, it's a command. It's not an option. It's not a, if you feel like it, you know, whatever, be filled. It's, it's a command. And the thing is, when we have a command that comes from Scripture, to not obey that command is sin. So be filled with the Spirit does not fall into the optional category of uh, your life or my life in Christ. All right? So it's imperative. It's also, uh, this word is plural. So this is for everybody. So it's a command for us corporately to be filled. Um, another one is, is, is that it's present tense, which in Greek means that, uh, it's continuous action. So you could really take this to mean, uh, can like continue to be filled, keep on being filled with the Spirit. It's not a one-time thing, you know. You don't go to church, have this really intense encounter with God, and all of a sudden you're filled with the Spirit, right? When you come to know Christ, the complete, full Spirit dwells in you, and from that point on, you are, your deal is to constantly be filled with the Spirit, right? Not just at youth camp not just on really awesome Sunday nights or just at a really incredible community group. This is like your everyday life. It's a command for everybody, for everyday life. But this is the one that got me. It's passive voice, which means that the action of the verb is done to the subject by an outside source. The action of the verb is done to the subject by an outside source. 
so I don't fill myself with the Spirit. I am filled with the Spirit by the Spirit. And so that kind of makes that verse a little bit different to me because it's like, don't be drunk with wine for that debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And so what I want to do is I want to be like, okay, then I'm going to fill myself with the Spirit. Like, take the bull by the horns is what I'm going to do. That's not how it works. This is done to me by an outside source, that source being God. And so I was sitting there, I was like, really like, okay, this, I don't really understand because that doesn't make sense to me. He's the one that does it, then what do, what do I do? And the answer is, I believe, really simple. Um, he does the filling, but we create the space. See, he's going to fill me with his spirit, but if there's so much of me in there, well, you can figure it out. So what I have to do is I have to look at my life and I have to say, okay, what is, what's keeping me from being as full as I can be? What would fit into my life where wine is in this verse? What, what is it? Is it sports? Is it TV? Is it a hobby? Is it self-image stuff? Is it materialism? Is it, uh, basically, it's, all of it's going to come down to self. It's all going to come down to me. And so he does the filling, but I create the space. And so it's all about there being less self-centered living in my life so that there's more of me to fill with spirit, which leads to the life that I want to live. And that, to me, is absolutely beautiful and absolutely frustrating at the same time. Because that's the same thing that Jesus said when he said, deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. Um, in John uh, 3.30, John the Baptist said it like this. He said, he must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. See, everything that, um, that you want to see happen in your life, it, it's going to fall under these biblical ideas. And one of the most consistent ones in Scripture is summed up really nicely right there. Less of you, more of him. Stop filling your life with stuff that's all about you. Create the space for him to continue to fill your life every day with more of him and more of him and more of him. You want to know what your gifts are? They're not going to come out as long as your whole life is centered around you. As long as you love yourself more than him and more than the church, you're going to be frustrated. You want your marriage to take off? It's, it's a, got to be a selfless thing. You want your friendships to go deeper? Less of you. You want your relationship with God to get out of the rut it's been in for so, so, so long? Less of you. Take John 3.30. He must increase. I must decrease. Yeah. But I must decrease. More of him, but less of me. You can't, like, like both of those go together. And so when you look at this school year and you look ahead of you and you're like, man, I really just want to get to, to a fresh start. I really want, you know, this and this and this. I want to learn about gifts. You have all this excitement. Know this. Um, if you are filling your life with something that is not the Spirit, um, 
you're not going to be filled with the Spirit. You're going to be controlled by something else. So it's always going to come down to how bad do you really want You know, We say that God is the number one thing in our lives, but a lot of times that's really uh, not the way that we live. And so once again, the ball is put back in our court. And God says, you really, you really want to get going? Okay. And let's start to... Uh, We'll start to get you full. Let's stop increasing yourself. Let's start decreasing yourself. There's no telling where it'll go. Let me let me pray for us. Father, thank you for um, for these verses that are so simple, and yet really like resonate very deeply. God, we all look at our lives and we. We see all these things that we want to change, and we sense that you're just doing something among us. Um, and we know that it's about we know it's about your spirit filling us and, and working through our lives and transforming us and all this stuff. But God, at the same time, a lot of times we are the problem. You know, we are in the way that we're trying to fill our lives with self-centered things and you-centered things at the same time, and it just doesn't work that way. So, Father, if you need to... uh, If you need to break us, if you need to... to do whatever it takes, whatever it's going to take to get us to the point where we're... Our desire really is to decrease. Whatever it takes to get us there, God, will you do that?
things that we're filling our lives with, uh, we're trying to find satisfaction and fulfillment and identity and whatever in things that are not Him. And then we wonder why we're so discontent with life. And so maybe that is where uh, tonight goes home with you, is even thinking about that, the chorus of that song. Is, can you really say I've found all that I want and all that I long for in you. And if you can't, you decrease, he increases. And that satisfaction and fulfillment in him comes with that. And so uh, I just want to pray for us as we wrap up tonight um, that we would try him and he would prove his faithfulness. Let me pray for us as we dismiss God, thank you for tonight. And God, I, uh, I just ask that for every one of us in here, because we all battle this, God, that you would give us the courage and the guts to, to try you on this. God, that we would look for areas in life where we are selfishly invested, things that we are filling our lives with that are not you and God that we would man up and handle those things and that we would clear the space for you to do the filling God that we would experience your faithfulness as we step out this week God I thank you for this church I thank you for what you're doing among us Thank you for giving us a place to come together and to respond. And I thank you, God, for sending us out into a world that, that needs to know that you care about them and that you love them. So help us to carry that message faithfully as we go. We love you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time.